0: Warning: Serious business is a podcast about Homestuck. May contain trace elements of teen drama.
1: Can you imagine what, like, a CW Homestuck would look like?
0: Homestuck, um,
2: well, like on the CW, thing, like, like
1: the 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 way they would Riverdaleify. So they Homestuck. would cast
2: adults as the kids first of all. Yes. Second of all, it really is just Riverdale. With
0: the alternate
2: timelines and the being in the past and the future and the parallel universes. It's Riverdale with gray body
0: paint. That's all that changes. (laughs) Exactly. So the
1: chilling adventures of Sabrina instead of the devil they're praying to Lord English. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough.
2: I can actually more envision a like Trolls the Drama series from the CW than I can like a Homestuck series. Fair enough. I don't want either though.
1: Oh no, both would be bad. Both would be very bad.
2: For sure. Hello, and welcome to Serious Business, a homestuck book club. My name is Sam. My pronouns are he and him, and uh my favorite irrational number is Euler's number, and the last number of that I have figured out is 9. It's the last digit. I did the math. Good job.
1: Well done. Hello, my name is Samariel. Uh you can call me Sam, you can call me Ari. My pronouns are they them. And fucking Achilles versus the turtle? Obviously Achilles. Asked and answered.
2: I'm not familiar with
0: that paradox. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Bastion. My pronouns are he and they. And if I was faced with the grandfather paradox, I would kill that old man and I would simply survive. Built different.
2: (laughs) That's a wild way to find out you're adopted. (laughs) <laughs> okay so achilles paradox is kind of like Zeno's uh, paradox but i was i really <laughs> wanted it to be like achilles fighting a turtle
1: that and, listen, uh, that is that absolutely not what this cooler. is no no it's not it's way lamer and for the record i still don't understand it
2: i think i understand it but i'm not gonna waste more time
1: that's fine. Achilles wins.
2: This week we read pages 4517 through 4594 of Andrew Hussey's Homestuck. It's Act 6, Act 2, which I realized I never did like the uh, the whole like Act synopsis for these for a bit. So Act 6, Act 2 is titled, Your Shit is Wrecked. The first page went up on December 30th, 2011. The last page went up on March 8th, 2012.
0: Yeah, if I was gonna do an edit for Homestuck, it, would, it should have the like old school um, chapter titles that are like in which the prince is awake, your shit is wrecked. Right. Mm. Uh, yeah. In which there That's is an cool. excessive cool. amount of teen drama.
1: Some fucking Percy Jackson ass chapter titles. Yeah, in which
0: Robot rips his heart out.
2: Uh, this section, it's mostly Dirk. Indeed how to put this Dirk Strider is a brony with a sword. That's really all there is to say on the matter. You
1: don't even, if you say brony, you do not need to add sword.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I say that because it's referencing a tweet made by, I believe the official Homestuck Twitter account. Oh shit. Um, back when they were making the like Homestuck uh, talking, like visual novels where you'd use the characters and Dirk and Roxy were the next two coming out. And, there were a whole bunch of tweets that were like, "You better not mess up with my boy Dirk," and the official Twitter account was like, "How do I say this? Dirk Strider is a brony
0: with a sword." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, accurate, very accurate.
0: Yep, correct. First impressions.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to talk. Oh my god, so we, it's, it's been it's been a while. Um, no, this was a this was an interesting section. I I do really enjoy. Because I I know we were kind of complaining, I I definitely was, complaining about um, when we first kind of met these characters, it was, like, very difficult, it felt like a bit of a slog, it felt disruptive in a way that we didn't enjoy, it was a bit of a struggle. I guess now that we know these characters, and now that we're, like, getting into it with them, it comes a lot easier to read these sections, and it's really cool to, like, get to know these characters distinctly, And, and, and... I would say this is like good teen drama because it feels real. Like it, it feels like stupid shit that stupid teens would do. I mean, obviously, you know, some of the Homestuck elements uh, notwithstanding. Um, right. You know, I, I, I did not in fact have friends who sent me robot replicas of them to wrestle before uh, they told me they were gay. It's Cause um, all your friends were straight. Incorrect. <laughs> it's actually been very lovely getting to chat with my friends now, and watching them slowly come out one by one. Uh, but even even See, back then, when I
2: was in high school, we were all into Doctor Who, which is how we all turned out gay.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't know how it happened that we all ended up being friends with each other and then all realized we were gay at the same time. But I think Doctor Who had something to do with it.
1: Oh, for sure. See, for us, it was holy musical Batman. And it's just sort of, I was the first and then it was another. And so, like, the the dominoes have very slowly been falling over the years. But my personal history aside, um, no, but, like, this is really interesting teen drama. Like, it, it feels tangible in a way that maybe some of the interactions we've had with these characters when we first met them maybe didn't feel immediately but now that we've kind of gotten to know them and we know their characters and their personalities we're seeing their failings and we're seeing yeah. their struggles and it's it's interesting
2: i think that like stems out of the and i want to get into this a little bit with roxy later but i think this comes out of the like it's hard and nobody understands of it all For sure. like i think that is the key of homestuck's teen drama and how it does a good job with teen drama
1: I'm I'm unsure moving forward, because I I guess with with the initial set of kids there was so much of the the game and this and the story, particularly revolving around the game, and they were younger mm-hmm. kids, so there wasn't that kind of drama, and so I am curious how this is going to go forward because we've got a lot of drama right now, um, and we are like sort of touching at the keys of the game, but we haven't quite gotten there, and so I'm unsure how those levels are going to shift as we move forward, Um, how they're going to... Because, like, you know when you're watching, like, an adventure show that also is very heavily trying to do the teen drama, and you can feel the abrupt genre shift of the levers as they get pulled of, like, all right, time for a, a teen drama episode, and it's like, weren't we literally just fighting aliens? What's going on here? Like, what come on so i i'm hoping i don't know hussy is a pretty good author at like managing that so we'll we will see how this goes but this was a very fun section i did really enjoy it it's really cool seeing the personalities of these characters and the way they come out um yeah i liked it a lot can't wait to talk about it
2: all right so starting off we meet dirk strider dirk anime cool guy himself The first thing he does is go get his sword.
1: Obviously, like any good anime cool guy does.
2: The narrative says, you retrieve your unbreakable katana. Which, like, this is a shitty anime sword. But also, like, this is the same sword that Bro Strider had when he cut a meteor in half. Mm -hmm. And there's something about Dave's character arc being the man who breaks swords. Uh, and Dirk's yes. sword right off the bat here being called Unbreakable.
1: Literally, mm-hmm. though. Yes. I'm not sure exactly what it means. I'm sure we'll see more of this as it goes on. But it's definitely something distinct to keep an eye out.
2: Right. It's like this is the one sword Dave couldn't break.
0: I, I feel like, uh yeah, words like Unbreakable um and uh, you know, put me in mind of unsinkable. Uh, mm, in terms sure. of things mm. that just cry out <laughs> to be put to the test.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Um, little Cal is here wearing a fancy Dirk streamer outfit. Uh, little Cal and the katana were Baby Dirk's meteor item, so that's why they are here. There you go. Uh, yes, this creates two little cows. In Homestuck Continuity, we will get to that.
3: Oh boy. Because one
2: went back with Baby Bro in the former timeline, and that is the one Dave grew up with. This one's wearing a Durst pajama outfit because it's originally from Dave's bedroom on Durst, and it ended up here. So, that's something. Sure. Very quickly here, uh, we have the Bro Strider shadow movements as Dirk moves uh, Lil Cal around. The command is what, give Lil Cal a nervous fist bump, which is like the same one that Dave got, but Dirk's completely not
0: nervous about it. Yeah. He was yeah, practically raised by that puppet. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, uh, Dave Strider introduction callbacks in this section, unsurprisingly. Oh, for sure. We mentioned last time, there's
2: some Equius vibes with this guy, which is not oh, great.
1: Which um, is, yeah, not ideal, frankly.
2: Yeah, he changes into a tank top for a bit, um, and he builds robots to fight. But instead of physically fighting them, he has rap battles. Yeah. Um, these two robots are named Sawtooth and Square Wave. Yeah. Square Wave is the one that is not as good at rapping, and Sawtooth is the one that is defeated Dirk and is now roaming the planet looking for people to to
0: duke it out with.
1: There you go. Are the names references to something?
0: Yes. They're both audio engineering terms, I believe. Yeah, they're, uh, they're do both you know? types
2: of just like sound waves. Types of sound waves? Yeah, like the shape of the wave. Um, mm. So a square wave is very like, it's a square. And <laughs> a sawtooth is sort of more like vertical and then diagonal. Um, hmm. They're more, I think, like synth modulation sounds than anything that would be like naturally produced, um, because electricity.
1: Sounds right. good.
2: Yeah. Um, we uh, then find out Ben Stiller is dead because of Dave Strider. Indeed. What's the There's What not- is the line it says? Oh, and Dirk has a sweet brown Hella Jeff tattoo.
1: He sure does.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is jpeg artifacting and everything
1: yeah even on dirk's skin it's got like shitty jpeg like compression it's it's bonkers but yeah no on on the very next page after we see the tattoo it says rip stiller poor bastard had to go and get all tangled up with your brother's crazy complicated life um which we later learn in this section is like dave strider in this universe made like anti-crocker films
2: yeah no the sweet bro and hella jeff films
1: became protest bro and hella jeff
2: the movie sweet bro and hella jeff the (laughs) movie there's a they're all misspelled which i love
1: indeed
2: but yes ben stiller and we later find out donald glover uh both are passed away because of their roles in the uh anti-crocker core tyranny um may their memories be a
0: blessing which does raise the question so if if ben stiller and donald glover both got assassinated why did owen wilson survive or at least (laughs) is not immediately known to be dead
2: he's in hiding leading the resistance from the shadows
0: (laughs) or he's a rat
1: oh Oh. wilson
0: double-crossed the rest of the cast
1: my God, Owen Wilson sold them out. Fucking corporate stooge, Owen Wilson. <laughs> Cracked
0: this wide open. <laughs>
2: uh, it also begs the question, um, like, why isn't Jane aware of this? No. Like, well, it's possible too, she's guess, living in denial, but, like...
1: Utter denial have to be if there's, like... Well, I suppose, it, I mean, it's like, oh, they were assassinated, but we don't know by who.
2: Well, it's also very much a thing of, like, Today is two times three prong day, where the condes reveals herself
0: as Betty Crocker, presumably. I I, I mean,
2: so like, has a resistance formed yet?
0: But also, it it does not really beg that question because we know that Jane is fully willing to put on a fucking mind control subliminal messaging helmet. This is true. We know she's reading like Crocker news, uh, whatever, like. (laughs) Donald Glover sadly passed of natural causes, like... Uh, now this is a nice and complex
2: fetch modus Dirk has, huh?
1: Oh my god, Dirk's fetch modus. Because it's like... Oh yeah, uh sorry, I'm clicking through the pages. And when it... uh I do want to say the horse puppet thing that he's looking at is the puppet from The War Horse, the stage play. Hmm. I recognized it immediately, and I was like, that's the fucking war horse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, mean, it makes sense. Dave's got like a whole, or not Dave, Dirk's got a whole thing with horses and also puppets. Mm -hmm. And so probably one of the most famous horse puppets. Yeah, that tracks. Yep. Anyways, Mm -hmm. Dirk's fetch modus is fucking rhyme-based tech hop. Oh, yeah, the tech hop modus everything in a row has to like be sort of under the same word and everything in a column has to rhyme. Yeah. Which is, this would not be my favorite one to use.
2: Uh, agreed.
1: I mean, you'd really have to stretch your mind for some of these. And, and mm-hmm. he does, like he talks about uh, Santa and Fanta, Fago and Game Bro, Do and Shoe, but there's also Smuppet and Orangette
2: which that's a big old stretch
1: yeah right having to call a skateboard a four-wheel device to get it to rhyme with slice Who
0: boy which i i believe no, that you. is another uh dave callback is it not
2: i is, mean i think it's like a calling something like a device like troll which, callback
1: which one was with Dave's... like the two
2: wheel device and the no wheel device and the one wheel device?
1: I don't even remember what Dave's fetch modus was anymore. It's been so. Dave's long. fetch
2: modus was the hash map.
1: Oh, where like the numbers had to.
2: Yeah, the line the numbers up. had to
0: add up to be because he only had the ten slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: God, I'm a nerd. Yeah.
0: which uh, Dirk <laughs> does explicitly make fun of the hash map as being uh, simplistic and uh, n- noobish. When talking about that or the tech
2: hop, we get a quick glimpse of Dream Dirk. He's alive at the same time as Awake Dirk. Alive at the same time. Uh, He's awake at the same (laughs) time as Awake Dirk. Which, yep.
3: Oh boy. Uh, Two Dirks.
2: I mean, how many Dirks are we counting? You got the autoresponder also. As will as we will see through this up? section and first exampled here, Dirk uh, gets distracted one place and sort of just uh, zones out in the other. As exampled by here, when he goes back to his bedroom, Square Wave encounters him in a uh, the entry to a Fucking rap battle.
1: Pokemon battle rap off. Yeah.
2: It's definitely got that Pokemon battle, like battle entry vibe. Oh
1: yeah, Absolutely.
2: Uh, and that takes us to page okay. S wrap off. Um, the song on this page is Andbroids. Andbroids, like and bro and, and and Androids. Androids, like um, Androids. 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 It's by Malcolm Brown. Apparently, it's on Homestuck Volume 9, but I can't find it listed anywhere on a track, even on the Homestuck Music Wiki, which I think would have that. Androids Version 2.0 is the second track
0: on Homestuck Volume 9. Also The, by my, the browser Brown. lists it as an unreleased track by Malcolm Brown.
2: I'm going to believe th- the browser on that one. This is also, I guess, like, actually using the capsule log rap battle that Hussey planned for Dave and Bro way back in the first part of Homestuck, which is, oh, like, wow. really cool yeah. to actually see that happen because as Dirk raps at Squarewave here, like, the items from his inventory do come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool to see that like concept actually get used here. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's that weaponizing the fetch modus.
2: Yeah. This also feels like a good time to talk about like the a racialness of characters. Like.
1: Mm,
3: sure.
2: Dave and Dirk both use aave at times and rap, and it's very much like they're they're like black adjacent. Like it's it's weird because. You're giving characters without races, like, stereotypical characteristics of a certain demographic, you know? There are some pretty prominent strains of fan art that depict uh, Dave and Dirk and Rose and Roxy with natural hairstyles. Hmm. So that's sort of where that comes from. But it is, like, it's a weird sort of uncomfortable thing reading this now where it's, like, this is not the best way to tackle it's the um the gay and wondrous life of caleb gallo Mm -hmm. what a good show for a moment in our time but it's the it's the like i want to fill it with color right like it's it's very much like allyship is not making everyone white so that you don't mess up your depictions of people of color allyship is uh filling your your story with
0: characters of color
1: there you go Mm yeah yeah
0: right and it is complicated because like a lot of some of the early jokes about Dave were very like white boy rapper like jokes oh, super where that white. like because he's literally that... white on the page because they have no yes. skin tone exactly so like it's definitely extremely ambiguous to be generous um for now for now God. We will get
2: to the Caucasian page, you guys. Oh, I'm no. not looking forward to it.
3: I
1: don't even know what that is, and I'm afraid. We'll get It there. doesn't sound good, is what it does, so.
0: <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah, there's a shitty rap battle. Uh
0: yeah, followed by a decapitation.
1: You know, pre use. No, but yeah, while while Dirk is having this rap battle with the robot uh hearts boxcar or what what's his name in this hegemonic one? brute hegemonic brute is about to kill him in 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 the dreamland in durst and uh dirk cuts off his fucking head we yep. get a callback to the scene where dave is looking at his own blood on his own hands
2: yeah it's the same as like the mini sassiker going Mm -hmm. up his esha ladder from roxy's bit on the last time where in the corner you get the mini like stock reaction panel that was used for like uh solex with the mind honey on his hands also as well as dave with his own blood Uh, on his hands and
0: the we got a a mini blood earlier
1: remember the thing
0: yes very uh very put in like on the corner of the panel very like live slug reaction style (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is, Indeed. but it's also very much like I don't know how I feel about it because it is also like it's the acceleration of Homestuck of like we don't have time to do a full page for this oh, dumb super. gag, but also like you absolutely do, hussy. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: well, as well as the pages, because it's one thing to do like the blah I don't like alcohol or the stuff like that, but like this is one of the the Dave looking at his own blood on his hands is like right a very like it wasn't brave thing and so to put it that it wasn't a joke page it wasn't to a start joke. yeah so to like shunt it in the corner and be like hey look the thing you remember the thing you remember the feelings you associated with that thing it's the thing anyways uh-huh. moving on it's like wait no let's, hold on i want to
2: minimizing this reflect. trauma Right. Yeah. The narrative's like, but now you have a problem. You spend the next ten minutes thinking about it while you stand on his head and stare at the blood on your hands, as the often utilized stock graphic in the bottom corner of the image would indicate. Which like yes, he's he's staring at the blood on his hands for ten minutes, but also he's standing on the head he decapitated, right? Like there's a bigger horror happening here. Indeed. And the story is just like haha, funny reaction image. Stop yeah,
0: literally minimizing it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dirk floats out his window and we see the Dirk side of watching Roxy go sleepwalking out into the furthest ring from the uh, Roxy sleepwalk flash last time.
1: And then he hops on the interwebs and messages her in the waking world.
2: And we read this conversation last time. Sure did. Anything else strike you guys different about it this time from Dirk's perspective?
1: necessarily
0: yeah i mean you know like it's a little bit more like okay dirk's got a lot happening but yeah
2: i think reading this from this perspective really helps me empathize with dirk's irritation um because we know he's managing both his waking and dreaming selves and he has had an assassination attempt that day um and it really does feel like Dirk, like dirksy's ugh it really does feel like Roxy's, hey, what if we had kids? What would that be like does come out of nowhere? Because mm. from this perspective, we don't know. She's just sort of seen Rose.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Everyone's got their own story that they're living in, man.
0: Right. It's very uh, postmodern looking at the same object from oh. multiple perspectives. Uh, sure, yeah.
1: Indeed.
2: Also, Roxy's line about... Um, It gets tiring and saddening knowing that even when we're not actively talking about it, my best friend can't bring herself to believe some really basic things about my life. That's really where, like, the it's hard and nobody understands of, like, Roxy and Dirk's situation really hit me. Mm. Because, like, the point of that line when it initially shows up with Kanaya is that, like, Kanaya and Aridin are having the exact same emotions about, like, the exact same situation. And they both feel like no one could ever possibly understand how they feel and roxy feels that way about specifically like communicating items about her life to jane Uh, that phrase doesn't come up in the text here but it that is like the core emotion at it and it is weird because like there are specific things about roxy's life that jane can't understand right like like the the dead parent right like i don't know it seemed important to bring up. I
1: well, like fair. something good. Well, and now that we, I don't know if it was specified that like. Uh, okay, actually, I I'm realizing I don't actually know this. Is is Dave also dead? Did he also like I I assumed because there's a lot of parallels between Dirk and Roxy, but I don't know if it's ever actually it's been said that Dave is dead.
2: So the portion of the conversation between the two of them that's relevant here is uh, when Roxy's like, um, you know, it gets tiring and saddening that knowing that even when we're not actively talking about it, my best friend can't bring herself to believe some really basic things about my life. Like the shitty things the Baroness has done to us or about our upbringing. Like, do you know how miserable it is for your BFF to doubt you when you tell her your mom is dead? And Dirk says, I guess. It just registers for me as a reaction which isn't completely unreasonable from her perspective she is inundated with media coverage of those whom we've claimed as our parental figures that they are not presently alive nor ever played that role for us she understands it as just an extension of a much more elaborate and far-reaching explanation which is much harder for anyone to digest in its entirety well anyone who isn't Jake I mean (laughs) so uh, that they are not presently alive uh, certainly points to both of them uh, being dead
1: well, yeah, because pr- presumably then they would have the same issue with Jane of, like, she just wouldn't believe them. But right, Dirk isn't as close to Jane as Roxy is, and so it's less of an immediate problem for him.
2: Yeah, and that's, that's true, because Roxy does ask the, like, don't you know how bad this feels? The, like, don't you understand what I'm going through question? Yeah, because she, like, she yeah, wants to relate like, to
1: another person in a situation yeah. that he's also in.
2: Yeah. Well, and then from here, from this conversation, we go into the the Dirk and the autoresponder bit, mm-hmm. um, right? And the autoresponder is a good character on its own, but it's also important as a foil for Dirk. Um, because AR is characterizing Dirk that Dirk needs to be in control of everything with his robots and his puppeting. But also, like, as Roxy points out, the autoresponder, as a robot, is much more in touch with how it feels than Dirk is Dirk as a human as being a human. with actual feelings.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like when you make a and d character that you put some of your problems into, and then oops.
0: <laughs> this has literally never happened to me, ever. I promise. No, <laughs> Never.
1: I use the 5th edition manual, the (laughs) (laughs) DSM-5. I'm just saying, sometimes you gotta make blorbos and put them in situations to figure out how you feel.
2: But then my blorbos are in situations.
1: (laughs) That's the point of a blorbo.
2: Dirk Strider and his (laughs) autoresponder. The problem
1: is Dirk's blorbo is putting him in situations now.
2: They're not supposed to be able to do it back. <laughs> the the autoresponder, what is it doing? Uh, the autoresponder is pointing out how Dirk is uh, letting everyone down by zoning out.
1: And like he, the the autoresponder is saying like, you've got too much going on, and I want to help you.
2: And he is correct.
1: In indeed, but Dirk is also like, shut up, I got this. It's fine. Everything's fine. I don't have problems.
2: In my notes on the Dirk-Roxy conversation, I have, uh, this man should learn to ask for help with um, reference to the, like, this is my mess. I need to clean it up. But also, I realized, guys, Dirk's on his high horse, and he needs to come down off of oh his high God. horse <laughs> and ask people for help.
3: <laughs> Boo.
2: I was pretty proud of that one. No, that's good. That's <laughs> mm, real good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: No, you're right. You're right.
2: Uh, they have a conversation about pi, where the autoresponder is like, uh, "I solved Bro, the I end of it." I found the
1: last digit. I the last digit pi. is four.
2: <laughs> uh, and and then later, later it gets referenced when the autoresponder is like, "It seems there is a three point one four one five nine two six five dot 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 four percent chance you are being coy with me. <laughs> are you being coy with me, Dirk?" And it genuinely just made me laugh this read because it's a good callback while also doing the like ironically failing the turing test bit
1: oh yeah ar is such a fun character yep in in a lot of different reasons because
0: ar is so rational they talked sense into (laughs) pi
1: shit you're right but yeah just like the the way ar is like Is this technically a self-talk since AR is supposed to be Dirk? Because basically AR is saying, like, hey, people want to help you. You don't have to be in control of everything. I would also like to help you.
2: Well, yeah, AR is specifically saying, like, you need to ask for help because you're spacing out and it's causing problems. Exactly. They start talking about the Jake thing. Mm Mm-hmm. What do they say about the Jake
1: thing? <laughs> a- a- a is like, so how do we want to do it? Are you going to save him from a, a terrible situation? And D- Dirk's like, shut up, please stop. And A.R.'s like, oh, you're right. He should save you. That's much more romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, to fuck with him.
2: It also, like, if we're doing this as a queer reading, this, because it's a version of this character talking with himself, it feels as some sort of, like, self-doubt thing here right because dirk's just like shut up i don't want to talk about it um and so my sort of queer reading here is like Mm. the ideal you who's like out and living the gay. you know in love simon where he's like i'll go to college and be gay and it's like the big musical number like fantasy mind Mm -hmm. imagination it's like that versus like the real messy dirty like thing and dirk Dirk talks about how, like, the autoresponder is the biggest unknown quantity in his own life, and I do sort of relate to that, because uh, when you're coming out to someone, you don't really know what you're going to (laughs) say until you say it.
1: Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. You can make all the plans in the world, however.
0: (laughs) When that adrenaline kicks in, uh, anything is on the table.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All the while this conversation is happening, uh, Dirk is also putting all the fucking game machines into uh, Jane's house.
2: Yeah, thankfully the whole like conversation logs that we've read previously aren't like repeated here,
0: um,
2: because they they happen before the like choose your own adventure section, um, and so it's just more for like providing context about what other conversation Dirk is having while he's talking with Jane.
1: Indeed. We also discover that the Pony Pals book survived the explosion. Hell fucking yes.
2: Yep. Um, and Dirk and the autoresponder are sort of like tag teaming being Jane's server player here where mm-hmm. AR's like, hey, check it out. I can help. Um, and in the end, Dirk's like, oh, yeah, I should just let you help so I can have this other conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah. It says you have nothing to worry about. Go talk to the alien. <laughs> And then Dirk goes and talks to the alien.
2: So remember last time when I said this character was a fan of Homestuck?
3: Indeed. Oh, indeed. boy. Oh, boy. Is <laughs> should this should saved that for this
2: time.
1: A fake British fan.
2: Yeah, so this is the Afiukas troll again, sort of mirroring the conversation with Roxy from the last time.
1: I forget what they're even talking about in this one.
2: Well, so... Right off the bat, uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm excited to start to play this game too, but I don't have everything settled with my client player." Uh, That's right. We learned about he's her like other He's like the worst. Um, so there is one more character here yet to be introduced.
1: Yeah, because she's uh, she's apparently the prospect dreamer between the two of them, and yep. he's the the durst dreamer. Uh, and apparently, he's like not responding to her messages. Because she wanted their sessions to happen at the same time, but because this other player hasn't gotten back to her, she hasn't been able to.
0: Yep. And they're brother and sister, but in a weird alien way. Though I'm sure I've said, he isn't quite my brother. We are related,
2: yes, but not in the way human brothers and sisters are. We are genetically similar, but in many ways quite different. In fact, our blood color is not even the same. That sounds like some
0: something. Interesting. Sure does
1: sure fucking does uh they wind up talking about him about Dirk being the prince of heart and she she talks about the difference we
2: yeah. get another fan theory here about the role of heart or, or and princes
1: yeah princes versus bards apparently like prince being like a destructive class yep. stuff i don't know
2: here's the 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 bit um a prince is a destroyer class. It is very far on the active side of the scale. Its more passive counterpart would be the bard class. Both of these are exclusively designated for male players, which like, uh, again, I hate that. Like, I, I understand maid is one of the classes, which like, sure. But the fact that you have to gender these roles, hussy, feels like a bad game design decision and storytelling Super. decision.
0: Um, yeah, it is a common game design from the, like, style of classes that, like, these are aping. Sure. Right? In the, like, the, like, Fire Emblem sort of strategy games that this is playing off of. But, like, it's not a good game decision. Right.
2: For instance, being active, a prince could be viewed as one who destroys X or causes destruction through X if X is the aspect. Uh, While the more passive bard could be seen as one who allows X to be destroyed or invites destruction through X as if by the will of the aspect. And Dirk says, I'm obviously no expert, but that sounds like a pretty odd thing for a bard to do. And Yu Yu, in a bit of Gamzee's The Most Important Character in Homestuck, says... Maybe. It's quirky class, somewhat like a wild card role for a hero. Very unpredictable. They are typically known for their spontaneous and dramatic story-altering influence on the fate of a party. Some of the more remarkable tales involve such parties where a bard is single-handedly responsible for their spectacular downfall or improbable victory, or both. In fact, you're probably fortunate your group doesn't have one.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, they got enough drama. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. She admits
2: to writing fanfic.
1: Yeah, she says that, like, most of this session is blacked out due to something that Roxy does, so she doesn't know exactly what's going to happen. But she's kind of like
2: Roxy, the hero of Void, blacks out the session.
1: Yeah. So she's kind of like she she frames herself as like being kind of a historian, uh, but then the more she talks, like because because um, she talks about her speculation, which then turns into fan fiction.
2: Yeah what is a fan if not a historian of a fictional text you're right guys guys she's literally a fan troll
1: hey <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: hell
1: yeah we see presumably a shot of her horns which are like yep wiggly
2: yep sort of like the athiukas
1: yeah yeah a little bit yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> D- Dirk's like, you got fan fiction? Can I see it? And she's like, no.
2: No, no, no. Dirk's like, you got fan fiction? Any of it romantic? Can I see it?
1: Which like, if I if I were to ever meet anyone in any way related to any of the fan fiction I've written in my life, absolutely not. I am burning everything <laughs> I own on the spot.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, She's she's done some fan art of a god-tier Dirk as the Prince of Heart.
1: With butterfly wings um, and everything.
2: All the art that this character draws in Homestuck is drawn by artist Shelby Craig, oh. uh, who did some work on Homestuck. Nice. Uh, she is a professional illustrator and stuff. You should go check out her stuff. It's cool.
1: Hell yeah. So I I don't know if this is the first time that we see the symbol for heart.
2: It feels—it's
1: um, the first time I noticed it, um, but it is it very fun. Be. I also—I think I also we have seen it fucking, on some
0: Dream Nepitas,
1: presumably. Yeah, which went yeah, by pretty quick. maybe
2: not yet. I think we've only seen a Durst Dream Nepita at this point, but it's possible. Oh, I'm sure we see it on a Dream ah. Nepita at some point.
1: Anyways, we we see we get the symbol as well as these phenomenal pantaloons. Yep. Which I like very much, very Elizabethan.
0: It is which
1: which are presumably mm-hmm. uh, a part of the the prince garb.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, princely in the most twee way.
1: And then we have the conversation about Yu um, Yu being British.
2: Yeah, well, and they specifically talk about typing quirks here in a way I don't think typing quirks have been referenced in the text yet. I think I don't it's think just so. A, no. So, I, I'm going to guess that uh, this is another instance of a fandom term getting used in the text. But without hussy commentary, I cannot confirm.
0: Uh, did the trolls not talk about typing quirks?
1: They have talked about they... quirks before.
2: Okay. I don't know if they referred yes. to as typing quirks, though.
1: I I'm pretty sure they don't remember trolls... specifically, but I know they have talked about it. W- definitely with, like, uh, Solux, because he shifts through a couple of different quirks in various situations. Hold up. Yes, I'm just
2: gonna. This, do this is.
0: I. Th- I think this is more of a, um, talking about the quirks in a sort of paratextual way, where it's talking about like the actual effect of the quirks on the narrative of Homestuck, and like how they have to have them in order to distinguish. Yeah, this is
1: definitely. This is definitely a very meta conversation about quirks because with like Solix, it was like, and you talk like this because you have right. a lisp, like, which was meant to be like, here's how this person talks. It was never like, I talk, I type like this because of this textual reason that I need to always do because everyone has to have a quirk.
2: Yep. Okay, so I will say one thing Viz Media does have going for it is the search bar on the website, which was not on the original MSPA site. Uh, and so by searching quirk, I can see that the first instance of the word quirk being used in Homestuck is when Jade is like, I just woke up and I have such a headache. Feferi, can you please talk normally? And is like, I will suspend my typing quirk just for you. Fair enough. So.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, Mm. what else oh dirk has a line here where he talks about how roxy has it so easy and like it really just drove home for me like that's why dirk's so hard on himself is because he knows roxy's like getting drunk all the time and feels like he has to be serious for both of them
3: Mm. Um,
2: we also find out that as a uh, prince of heart he is sort of on a journey of the splintered self so he's got a Dirk's got a lot of splinters out here, which uh, we've got at least three at this point between his waking self, dream self, and the autoresponder.
0: So, so who are the Ninja Turtles then, if Dirk is Splinter?
1: <laughs> Fuck off!
2: <laughs> I don't know enough about Ninja Turtles to know what you're referencing.
1: Splinter uh, is the master. He's the he's the rat sensei the pizza rat. who teaches them. Got it. The pizza rat. That's right.
2: All I know about the Ninja Turtles, they live in the sewers and eat pizza. Ergo, their teacher is a pizza rat.
1: He's like a rat sensei monk man.
2: Sure. Okay.
1: Anyways.
2: (laughs) Dirk can't leave his bedroom through the normal door because there is a Snoop Dogg bust in the hallway. Uh, This is a reference to the busts blocking the doors in Problem Sleuth.
0: Oh. Uh, Which I believe uh one of them uh was where the uh original dave strider glasses came from yes Uh, Yes. one of those was ben stiller so we get yet more dave dirk parallels weird connections i don't know
2: i mean they're both about being cool through irony in ways that sort of like are different but like Roxy and Rose's foils is also sort of a thing, right? Because Roxy is very just like genuine and bubbly and like feeling everything all the time. And Rose is much more like subdued, sarcastic. I must suppress my emotions.
1: Indeed, yes. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. That brings
2: us to the end of the character select section.
1: Yeah, and immediately the next page says Free Will af- Over. Yeah. It says after an insane full blown whirlwind of free will up in here, you are ready to get off this roller coaster ride of absolute empowerment. You are feeling downright dizzy from the absurd amounts of decisive auto volition heaped upon you, and you are more than ready to proceed linearly for a while. It's like Alright, alright, hussy, all right.
0: <laughs> I mean, fair enough though.
1: I mean, We've made this joke before, but like, yeah, heaps of free will, so long as your choice is one of these two linear paths.
0: Yes, Homestuck is a linear story, but in uh, typical Homestuck excess, it has two of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. So Jane is about to start playing. Uh, AR yeah. is about to help her get in. And then Roxy pops in and is like, hey, Jane. Hey, bestie. Um, you should tell Jake how you feel because you are running out of options.
2: Well, and first off, Jane's like, "Are you gonna apologize for blowing up my computer?" And Roxy's like, "Uh, oh yeah, i I I do feel bad about that, but this is not about that. <laughs> this is about your relationship, girl."
0: Boy, yes. This this section is setting up. Truly, some of like the homesick fandom had like notorious drama, um, especially around Vriska. but like some of the stuff that I remember a lot is these four um and specifically the Jane, Dirk, Jake, uh sort of love triangle that's being set up, where like people fucking hated Jane uh yeah. for being an option wow yeah
1: people online hating women for existing
2: right oh we'll get into people online hating women for existing in the in the comic oh boy we have a crappy Mm -hmm. brother to meet yet
1: Mm -hmm. but yeah so so roxy very uh unapologetically is like hey 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 you need to tell jake you need to tell jake how you feel because you're running out of time
2: and Jane's like, I don't even think Jake's gay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Jane, Jane mirroring <laughs> the one straight person in the friend group in high
3: school. Right. <laughs>
1: Where is? Cause
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: The, the very last one. Roxy has this phenomenal line that actively made me laugh out loud. This is uh, my second was, laugh uh, of the reading. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Jane's sort of like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure Jake likes women. Uh, something, something. And and Roxy goes, all I'm saying is my gaydar is like the exact fucking opposite of yours, which is to say, is better than completely non-existent. Mine is so sensitive that it has been used to sweep the ocean's floor for mythical sea monsters. Turns out, all of those monsters are so gay. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> I I literally like. Copied and pasted this section into a friend's like DMs, and I was like, "I love Roxy so much."
2: <laughs> I love Roxy Lalonde so much.
1: <laughs> God damn oh. it!
0: Oh, this is a Valentine's Day update. Oh, of course oh. it is. Oh, okay.
1: That that Wait, makes a lot up. of sense.
2: So th- this page specifically. That page and the page before it. The autoresponder being like, you ready to do this? Then we get page 4572S, Prince of Heart, Rise Up. Uh, this is where we get the title for this act. Um, but before we get there, the song on this is Time on My Side by your Tensei De Bruin. It is from the this, album
1: Strife. This song Yeah. fucking rules. <laughs>
2: sam i'm going to say you should check out the album strife sounds great because uh they all rip yeah
1: well there's there's something so i maybe it's because i had to sift through so much like butt rock while i was making the i frankenstein video but this track is so like it could absolutely be in the fucking Daredevil movie, like the fucking um, Underworld series. Like, it's got that like shitty heavy guitar riff. The only thing that like not holds it back, but like keeps it from being exactly in that setting, is the like kind of video game sound of the main melody. Mm. But like, I lo- I loved it. That the the it's sh- it's just so fun. Yeah, it's it's so like shitty rock in the best yeah. way.
2: It absolutely references beatdown because it's got the uh huh uh huh
0: yeah, and I have the the browser page open. What else does it reference? Um, because there's the it, it's beatdown. It's one other Homestuck song. Oh,
2: it's uh, it's it's uh, Penumbra Phantasm. It's the uh, the Durst motif.
0: Uh, ah. maybe it's listed as it's black. Uh. Liquid Negrosity, and then the non-Homestuck song that it is referencing is Master of Puppets by Metallica. Of course it is. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Hold on. Oh, that's fucking good.
2: Of course it is. (laughs) It's also... um, I mean the album was four songs well it was five songs like a small intro and then like one for each of the beta kids. so this is dave's song from that album which is a good example of how the album art and album can have one specific context and then uh, a song gets used in the comic in a different context
3: yeah
1: powerful shit man
0: yeah so we get a couple of different things Most.
1: Yeah, mostly it's Jake English getting his ass beat by a robot.
0: And uh, Dirk is starting a parade on Dirse, sending a message.
1: Vlad the Impaler style.
0: A very clear message.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah the, the Jake and Brobot fight has some like animations that are sort of reused. Parts of it are similar to Dave getting like beat up by uh, Cal on the rooftop. Or mm-hmm. bro on the rooftop, I don't remember which and parts of it are uh, similar to a bot beating up friska though not as violent.
3: Yes. We also see this... in this
2: flash, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh uh, no, I was just gonna say this is uh I suppose technically the robot is set to novice, but I was like, this is right. a surprisingly bloodless fight for Homestuck. Uh,
2: her imperious condescension we see is ruling Dirk in this or is ruling Dirk <laughs> in this session. <laughs> Uh, there is no Black Queen, uh, and the Condens sends Diamond's Droog to go confront Dirk.
0: I mean, there's a new Black Queen. It's.
2: Sorry, yeah, there's a new Black Queen. She's got that big hat that's called Hair. <laughs> uh, this is the change in management that was referenced by uh, CD and Jack previously.
1: Indeed, yes. But yeah, Dirk, I don't know if we've said it yet. Dirk leaves, the the, the message that is left is uh shit. Which guy, Hart's boxcar?
0: Hegemonic brute.
1: Hegemonic brute, that's right. Yeah, his head gets impaled on a big spear along with a piece of paper that was the cover of the tabloid magazine. Yep. And now it says, what is it? I the don't prince remember is the exact awake,
2: words. your shit is wrecked.
1: Yeah. Because Dirk's been like, oh god, how do I, you know, keep it low-key so that people don't know that I'm awake, because I did just straight-up kill a guy, and Yu Yu is actually the one who tells him, like, well, how much strategic advantage do you think you're gonna get? Like, at this because the reason you've been pretending is so you can learn stuff before you get into the game. You're gonna get into the game pretty soon. Do you really think you need to keep it under lock and key some yeah. more?
0: How much longer, like, and he says mm, no, mm, actually, mm, yes, no, actually, yeah. thinking about it, like, this is also a direct parallel to the other big event of Dirk happening right now of how much longer are you going to keep this right. secret, right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When do you make your move?
1: That's good. Yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah. And then this flash ends with uh, Diamond's Druke, or uh, the Draconian Dignitary, crumpling the paper and looking up into the sky uh, in the same manner that we have seen happen before, starting in uh, Dave's Ascent to the top of the building. Um, Before we move on, I do want to also mention, this is the last... We will talk about S, Rex, Duodicium, Angelus at a point to be determined in the future. haven't figured it out yet. Um, Sam, to provide context, there was a fan animation very loyal to Homestuck depicting the trolls' fight against their black king. Okay. Because of Homestuck, there's a lot of, you know, the stock reactions that gets referenced and everything. Um, If we were to have watched it at that time, there would have been some references you wouldn't have gotten. Like vriska killing tavros and the last one here which is the like head on the spike going upwards
1: gotcha nice
2: and then jake sees a spider woman in his dreams
1: yep sure. also before i do i gotta say i super love the the peter panache joke that shit yeah. made me giggle that, that's all
2: well, yeah, and the, the message Jake sends to Dirk before he blacks out is very, like, <laughs> Tavros. Or it's the it's the uh, referencing the bro just kicked my ass that's really all there is to say on the matter. Um, Indeed. But instead, this being Jake, he says, uh, your contraption and its busy fist just royally kicked my ass. And that sure as God mode little green apples isn't all there is to say on the matter. And then he continues on for a bit. Uh, and the autoresponder's like, I'm afraid Dirk can't hear you right
0: now, Jake. Which is a 2001 space odyssey. Which is important
1: to note
2: with the autoresponder.
1: There you go. Uh, And he's being cuddled by a bunch of little Tinkerbulls to add to the Peter Pan pun.
2: And the Tavros.
1: Indeed. And yeah, more fucking Tavros parallels. Fucking spider troll.
2: Yeah. Notably, this is not Vriska.
1: It is not. It has her horns. And her color and the Scorpio symbol. But she is wearing a necklace with the Cancer symbol on it. She's also
2: wearing like a dress that sort of evokes a spider web.
1: Yes. It's got that. um, There's a. Oh, God. There's a technical term for that kind of. uh, It's it's
2: like a scalloped scalloped cut on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. It's not scalloped, but it's similar to a. I don't think it's, it's what
1: you would, yeah, like a witchy, spidery kind of dress. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's the inverse and of scalloped. Um, to make it look pointy and dangerous. Yeah.
2: Anyway, uh, Sam, any guesses about this troll?
1: What do you mean, guesses?
0: What's their deal?
1: What's her deal? I don't know. Probably not great, but.
2: Blah, blah, that's... huge bitch. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know, judging. She's got the Scorpio symbol, like mm-hmm.
1: she does have the Scorpio symbol. Honestly, the Scorpio symbol, I'm more looking at the fucking cancer symbol yeah. on her necklace. Mm-hmm. That is more interesting to me, and I don't know why. but
2: applying perhaps uh, a necklace with a cross on it.
1: Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. She she does have she a does very have, like, like church
2: girl
0: vibes. She yeah. does have
1: very church girl vibes. J- like a weird church, but like definitely like you know, she she's read the the good book. The buckled
0: shoes, the uh, high socks, the glasses, yeah. especially.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. The 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 pointy glasses and.
0: Yeah. She yeah. also has the blank
2: eyes of a dead person.
1: Oh, you're right. I did wonder about that, partially because I was like, obviously when you see this sort of figure, because at first all you see is the silhouette and it's the Vriska color and it's got her horns, and then you actually see her, and I was like, ah, Vriska, and then I was like, wait, there's no pupils, hold on. She
2: has shorter hair than Vriska has also.
1: She does, very short, kind of shoulder length hair.
2: If we were to see Vriska at this point, she would also have no pupils because Vriska is dead. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: listen, you're right. No, also, you're good. Shut up. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Oh, speaking, actually, uh, just a, a jokes about uh, losing pupils. At one point in the big fight with uh, BroBot, uh, Jake's in, Jake's glasses get knocked off and his fucking eyes come with <laughs> Yes. It, which is like an animation joke because, you know, his eyes take up his glasses. But I thought that was so fucking funny.
2: It's, it's mm-hmm.
0: really good. Mm-hmm.
1: Got a real good chortle out of me.
0: Well, yeah, and it gets Anyways, driven home so, because so, yeah. then there's, like, a little, like, game icon of, like, uh, like, pick up glasses or whatever over the glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his eyes are still in And him. his eyes are still in <laughs> Yeah.
1: Him. But, yeah, so, spooky spider troll.
0: Spooky
2: dead spider troll. Jake Jake's in love is with her dreaming. immediately. Jake yep, is Jake in... Jake is dreaming. What? His dream is dead. That means Jake is out in the furthest ring somewhere. Yeah. Jake
0: is not immediately in love with her. The emoji that we zoom Fair in enough. on He's... is... Uh, less than question Confusion.
1: mark? Confusion? Yeah.
0: D- which, yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to that later, but...
3: Uh,
2: and then Jake immediately messages Roxy and is like, I just met the woman of my dreams.
1: And she's like, no! No, you did not. You did not meet the woman of your dreams. You absolutely didn't. She's not real. She's fake. There are actual people who might have actual feelings. Sh- shut the fuck up. And then she leaves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck that I'm having a hard enough time keeping track of the Jake stakes as it is. The Jake stakes. The Jake stakes.
1: <laughs> you heard me. It's it's very fun.
2: Roxy's like, you can't be slobbering over this alien dream girl. And Jake's like, Who said she was an alien? I thought she was just a monster. And uh Roxy's like, No, this is a I mean Roxy doesn't say it, but like Roxy clocks this person as a troll between like the horns oh, and yeah. the sharp teeth.
1: Absolutely. Because Roxy seems to, like, know some shit. We talked about these kids yeah. using troll well, lingo uh, earlier when she Right, lingo.
0: right, right. Because Roxy has experience in the furthest ring, and this is Jake's first time in the furthest ring since his dream self died.
1: Yes.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, he's yes. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But, yeah, no, so she's like, you didn't see anything. Don't be in love with a fake person. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's a little bit more than that, but... Roxy
2: is like, has Jane talked to you? And Jake's like, I mean, yeah, we talked about stuff earlier today. And Roxy's like, no, I mean, no, like, about no, your I emotions. No, I
1: mean, like, has she to you? And Jake's like, oh, no, to you?
2: Uh, why? And Roxy's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, we find out between the earlier Roxy conversation with Jane and this conversation with Jake, Roxy is doing something about, like, cats and in a lab and she might not be alone in there or like she's surrounded by a bunch of cats
0: yes but yeah the the, the read of the situation is Roxy is trying to play matchmaker between Jane and Jake for reasons that are dubious but quite possibly involve keeping Dirk available
2: yeah I think I read this more as, like, Jane's her best friend and she wants to make Jane happy. Uh-huh. But those are not mutually exclusive reasons.
0: No. Indeed. Like, yeah. Which, like, is... Yeah, it's weird. Like, that's probably a better read because, like, she seems resigned to Dirk not being interested at the very least. But, like... Yeah. Um, It is very much, like... Thank God nobody gave these kids a shipping chart because they probably would actually kill each other over it. The
2: shipping chart for this group is a poly relationship with Jake English.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Then we get Jane and Jake. Yeah. And oh boy! The most
2: awkward conversation in Homestuck. (laughs) Mm hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: It's rough, but it's real.
2: It's rough, but it's real. But like, I'm also just like, Jane, why are you lying? So to to set up. Yeah. Jake messages Jane and is like, hey, Roxy said we should talk about feelings. Do you like me? And Jane's like, no.
3: <laughs> yeah, she and straight then up spends says three no. pages,
2: three pages trying to convince Jake that she does not, in fact, actually like him. And Jake and Dirk should just maybe get together and have some babies.
1: All the while, like, the the art on pages of her face are just, like, little speech bubbles next to her head that are just full of art of her going, what the fuck? Like, just yeah. screaming, yelling, angry at herself. Yeah. And in yeah. the
0: background of all of the pages that are Jake, uh, robot is literally <laughs> ripping its heart out and smashing it on a rock. <laughs> yeah. Like... There's a lot happening. Yeah, it's
2: the uh, Aradia bot reaction. There's a lot. Well, well, that's the thing, too, right? Because the uh, Jake robot fight has tones of Aradia bot and Equius, like fighting it out. And immediately mm. after that happens, a heart is torn out and then they kiss. And that yeah. doesn't happen here, but the context of the conversation Jake and Jane are having is very much like Jane being like, you guys need to kiss. And then being like, why the fuck am I saying that?
1: You should totally kiss. That would be awesome. Uh, she's having a hard time.
2: Yeah, it's also like a doing a good job of capturing the emotion you can only have typing something online where it's like, I'm going to say something and say it genuinely,
0: even though I don't agree with it. I mean, yeah, like it's weird because like Jane is giving genuinely pretty good friend advice about like. Yes, what jake should do that is directly against her own wishes like right Mm -hmm. for her to act selfishly here would be to be like a bad friend like would be ungenuine Mm -hmm. but also it's clearly what she should be doing
2: like the fact is she said no right off the bat when jake's like are you into me and he goes really and she goes that sure is the thing that i just said and sort of just like stands by it and i like first off i mean these are characters right like the point is that they make you feel things but like for jane should backtrack but because she is so like uncompromising she cannot bring herself to admit to jake that she has a crush on him
1: and then fully traps herself as being a good friend yeah Uh, as just a friendly helpful friend with all her amazing friendliness yeah (laughs) because she's like
2: hey if you like dirk you should go talk to him well and this is like the the dramatic irony of the conversation right because jake's like uh this is the very end does someone want to do this with me sure
1: I oh, when she talks about them having babies. Yeah.
2: So Jake Jake says, wow, I must say this sort of advice surprises me coming from you. Oh, wait, sorry. Sam, do you want to do Jake? He's Columbo.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, wow. I must say this sort of advice surprises me coming from you. And why would that
2: be? What? Are you expecting me to advocate a more conservative approach to tell you to keep being shy and cagey and keep beating around the bush indefinitely? Whatever would give you that idea about me?
3: Hmm.
1: Yes, I guess it's certainly a strategy to consider. Jane, I must say your perspective on this is refreshingly bold.
2: I believe you will find that as refreshing boldness goes, I am simply the best there
1: is. (laughs) Heh sure looks that way.
2: Screw it! Just ask him out! Just kill the suspense already! Become boyfriends and such! Have some babies!
1: Uh, Whoa now! Jane, the decision to sire children with your best bro is not one to be taken lightly.
2: Okay, I think I have to go. (laughs) I have this stupid game to play. (laughs) (laughs) but like that's the irony of jane being like yes i'm telling him to not do to do the thing i should have done of like
0: jane jane is giving jake the advice that she needs to hear yes
1: but it, it also comes out as her like fully doubling down on no i said no Yep, I don't, I don't have any feelings for you. Uh, we're friends. Here's friend advice. Ah, like just fully double tripling down to the point of, okay, Jane, I think you can, <laughs> you might want to reel that in, my good fella. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And this is why people found the Alpha Kids annoying, and I agree. Yeah. But also, their teen drama is real.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Indeed. Like, is it teen drama? Yes. But is it teen drama that fits? Also, yes. Yeah. And the, the way that they like talk to each other does make it fun. Yes. <laughs> Maybe the situations are painful, but the way that, the way they talk and the way like they interact, it's very fun.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jane has one last conversation with the autoresponder to end this section.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Jane fucking swears.
2: Oh, I missed that. Wait, hold up
1: because uh AR oh, is she like, says
2: shit okay
1: yeah get this shit out of my face she's like but you need it <laughs> whatever.
2: whatever
3: is
1: something wrong what were you two talking about just like i don't want to talk about it and if i did it sure wouldn't want to talk about it with you AR's like should i be offended or apologetic right now help me out you're talking to glasses here because <laughs> like this yep. is you know she's she's in a position she's we're seeing like the the speech bubble above her head is just skulls and black and just like fog yeah. and the most like oh my god i'm so angry at I myself think murderous
2: would be a an apt word absolutely. to absolutely
1: oh she's furious
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that's the reading
1: that's that's it baby that's where we leave off with jane fucking pissed and Brobot ripping his heart out, and Jake blissfully unaware of everything going on. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Of course, Brobot's heart is made of the uranium Jake uranium. needs to send the items. Yeah. Next time, we read pages forty-five, ninety-five through four thousand six hundred and sixty-six for January thirty-first. Uh, next time, there's a cat funeral. Oh. Um, another- uh, some time zone differences are revealed. And next time, Jane finally starts playing this game.
1: Woo. Homestuck oh 2.
2: No, that's a different thing.
1: <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> fuck me, I guess.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, that is uh, most people's reaction to Homestuck 2. And we're not going to talk about it here. It would either be Homestuck 3 then, wouldn't it? if we're going by session
2: well no because we fuck. had it's no bastion it's like how earthbound was released in the u.s you have earthbound which is mother two from japan you have earthbound beginnings which is mother from japan and then you have uh earthbound two mother three which will never be released in the u.s which is too bad give it to me reggie it's such a fucking good game
0: damn
1: home stuck to home too stuck Homestuck Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Home (laughs) 6.
2: I am so annoyed they did not call the last one Fast 10 your seatbelts. Like my brother (laughs) predicted.
0: (laughs) You can find us on social media. We are on Tumblr at Serious Business Pod. We're on Twitter at Serious Bus Pod. You can find Samariel on TikTok at Ghost in the Bathroom. You can leave us a review on your favorite podcast app of choice. Uh, or your favorite coffee pasta, whatever. Uh, any *Frankenfiles* updates?
1: I believe you. By this point, you will be able to find on uh, the Uncanny Productions YouTube page uh, the the live stream that we will have done on s- the 14th. Because uh, uh, on the 14th, we're going to be doing a live stream playing a uh, *Choose Your Own Adventure* Frankenstein game. So you can uh, you can go to our YouTube channel right now and watch that video. It'll be very long, and eventually a highlight reel will get posted, but uh, for right now, you can just watch the whole fucking thing. Great. Yeah, I mean,
0: excited. if you've made it this far in the podcast, you've already proved that you can listen to a bunch of nerds talking about one thing for a very long time. <laughs> uh, that's well, true. we're going to
1: be like playing a choose-your-own-adventure game of Frankenstein, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So you can... If you want to find out how you can fuck up a classical lit book in a fun way, come along, baby.
0: Nice. All right. Listeners, hit next.